welcome to a Porg Talks Disney, the show where a super fan named a Porg talks about anything and everything Disney with fellow fans across the fandom spectrum. In today's episode, the Disneyers and I talk about Epcot Center in our At the Parks series. Join Smile and I in this first segment as we talk about our favorite way to tackle Epcot Center before we join the rest of the crew in our Epcot discussion. <coughs> Hello everyone, fellow Mouseketeers and Dis nerds. We are doing a very interesting segment to be included in today's episode. We're tackling Epcot, the Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. You promised you wouldn't use that one. (laughs) (laughs) I have to do it at least like maybe three times, maybe a little more. I'll try not to do it too often. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you know, uh, Smile and I are residents of Florida and, uh, we are also, for those who might not have caught on, uh, Smile and I are related. Smile happens to be my nephew, and we're separated by about a 10-year gap, which means he's not really my nephew. He's just my little brother. Um, <laughs> and because we're family, we have had the pleasure of experiencing Disney together. And Epcot actually happens to be one of our favorite parks. It's how it's one that we always look forward to doing. And while we, I did mention that we will be doing an episode where we will talk about, you know, little tidbits and ideas to handle the parks to the best of your abilities, because Epcot ha- holds such a special place in both of our hearts, I decided without smiles consent obviously because he has to do what i tell him to do he's my little brother um (laughs) uh, we just i i decided that we should talk about how we handle epcot and we'll be joined later by the rest of the crew but for now i think our our favorite thing to do or the best thing that we like to do tackling epcot is what we call going in reverse. Uh, Smile, do you want to explain to them why I call it going in reverse? Well, I, I did want to preface it a little bit with sometimes with the parks, they are quite large, so you do need a game plan. It's like yes. it's, it's like waging a war almost. You need to know exactly what you're attacking first and what's the best spot to hit. Otherwise, you're just going to be smacking your head against a brick wall. Yes, and you're going to meet opposition after opposition, queue after queue. The opposition is always tourists, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) It can can also be, you know, like, oh, maybe you got late to your fast pass or gosh darn it, I wish that store would have stayed open just a teeny bit longer. (laughs) That is true. But it's, the reason it's called going in reverse is just because it's us, it legitimately is going against the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. 
Which isn't a surefire way of avoiding, like, crowds, because obviously you, A, will be meeting up with the main flow of traffic about halfway through your journey, and then, B, you're not the only one, you're not the only one doing this, right? But right. the long story short is that pretty commonly most people start in, I think it's Mexico, right? Like, that's the first big... Yeah, so usually when, and this is, we're talking about, um, actually, let me start it off with something a little different. So a lot of people do gravitate towards the Mexico Pavilion rather quickly. However, I think the main thing that tends to keep people in the park is when you first enter Epcot into Future World. And because Future World is like unavoidable, you know, it, all of its rides are like right there. It's got the more exciting, quote unquote, things to do. And so people tend to stick around there the moment they arrive. And by doing so, this is where you meet a majority of packed lines and for uh, all the different attractions. So part of our reverse plan is to just kind of skip future world entirely upon arrival. And I have to point out that this has to be early in the morning because if it's later in the day, then this plan really doesn't work. But if you arrive early in the morning, you should do your best to skip future world. I know it sounds like crazy and you get distracted by so many things. There's a giant golf ball and then there's a mission space and your test track and your, to be fair, it's uh, very Nemo hard ride. to avoid playing golf with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you, you're really compelled to stay there. But we urge you that if you go in the morning to actually start in the World Showcase. It's the second half of the park and where you get to travel to these different pavilions that are represented by different countries around the world. So when we go there we do exactly what we were saying earlier we go against the flow and don't start in mexico we actually go all the way to the other side and we start off in canada yeah, and the, the nice thing about work it is, our way around yeah the nice thing about it is that since epcot basically works itself like a giant uh circle with a line you're going to mm -hmm. come back to the future district either way you have to go through it to leave Right. And you can kind of choose either side on to where you want to start on your tour around the world's pavilions. Mm -hmm. So you really can just kind of go with the, uh, you can kind of just tackle Epcot in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But we find that this is one of our more uh, lucrative attempts, especially because as you get further on in the day, like let's say noon-ish, you'll start to notice the rotation of people because of the large, you know, the convenient flow of traffic that just kind of keeps you there. And so you'll start to see an influx of people showing up at World Showcase where let's say you've already made your way to the center of World Showcase, which is the American Pavilion. As you start making your way either left or right, you're going to start seeing more people and that basically means that those that started off in Future World 
and got everything done in Future World have now finished with it. And now they're traveling onto the World Showcase. So it starts to get incredibly crowded in that area. And that's why we urge you to do this because by the time you've, as Miles has said, by the time you've come around back to your Future World like area, whether you started in Canada or Mexico, doesn't matter, you're going to find less people. And you're also going to see less cues for all of those cool rides that you really wanted to do at the beginning of the day. Of course, there's always the concept of using your fast pass, but let's say you don't have that ability. It's you couldn't find a fast pass for the ride of your choosing, et cetera, et cetera. This is the best way to tackle it. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because of the new things that have been added to World Showcase, new things, I say one, honestly, you have remember that Disney is always a family park and children are very much the center of that whole aesthetic. And there's a lot of little kids out there who really, really, and I mean really, really want to build a snowman. And then they kind of want to go on the Frozen Ever After ride that recently had opened. Well, I say recently, but it's not that recent. Had opened in the Norway Pavilion, which is literally right next door to Mexico. So if you decide to do this plan that we're talking about, where you go early in the morning and you hit the World Showcase first, and you've got little kids that really want to build a snowman, who love Elsa and Anna and Olaf and the crew, you might actually do want to start in the Mexico Pavilion. That way you can pop, make a beeline all the way to that Norway Pavilion, and you probably meet again a shorter queue for a ride. I know your kids are going to want to go on, especially if they're Frozen fans. It's a ride I want to go on. I mean, either way, I think you still end up skipping the future district until the end. Yeah. Because, yeah, don't don't get sidetracked. If you want, if there's something that you really want to do, you got to get it done. Yeah. But for those of you who want to save a little time, this has always been a plan that, on a good day, works fairly well. It works on so many levels. It also works on the fact that, like I said, you're going to start seeing a more crowded area come maybe noon, a little afternoon. And that's usually the time you get hungry anyways. And I'm not saying that Future World doesn't have good places to grab a bite to eat. But the best places to grab a bite to eat are in the World Showcase. And, sure. and later on in the day, guess what? Those get equally crowded because everybody else wants to eat. So this is a good way to tackle your lunch problem, too. Should you be a person that, you know, is, has decided to eat at the parks and wants to have, like, a really good food experience at Epcot. It also works out yeah. kind of nice in terms of, like, layout because... You get there early in the morning, right? You're like, I want to have breakfast. So let's go to a bakery in France. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is on the exactly. right side of the park, which is beautiful. And then yeah. uh, afternoon hits. If you have picky eaters, you're like, all right, we hit America. Boom. Hot dogs, hamburgers, the lights. You don't have some pickier eaters? You can go Morocco, Mexico, Japan. They're all right around there. China, Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and 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 they've got good food and honestly some of the smaller pavilions like other than the american pavilion for those of you who have picky eaters some especially if your picky eaters are kids they do obviously have other options but you know if you can if you don't want to do if you don't have your picky eaters and you want to do something cool and different that's the way to handle it it's a thing that smile and i always like doing it's what i call walking around the world in less than 24 hours because you really do kind of get to enjoy the whole concept of hey i'm at this place and it doesn't feel like i'm in the united states it feels like i'm here in japan i'm here in china i'm here in germany and i'm having authentic well quote unquote authentic cuisine it's kind of like a Gives you a, a air of sophistication, if you will. <laughs> and the other thing to consider is because this plan tends to work most of the time if you go in the morning, you get done with your future world stuff fairly early as well. And that is key because, as we know, it's currently not happening, but when Epcot is at its heyday and when people are able to get back into the parks more, Epcot loves to do a show. It's their, their fireworks, their version of a fireworks show uh, in the middle of the whole entire place. Cause both future world and the world showcase are separated, but also united around a big ass lake. And this is where Epcot chooses to do their nighttime show. So getting seats to see this event, if you really want to get up close and personal, you now also will have the time to find a nice spot to watch the festivities. And even better, if you decide to do this, you kind of have a way to have a cool dinner and watch a show because you can have someone walk to either or of Mexico or Canada and grab dinner for the crew. And then they come back and you guys just lounge and have dinner watching this beautiful lake as you wait for the show to start. And that's always fun. And another thing that I need to point out though, um, for those of you that have respiratory issues, however, right? For example, I'm asthmatic. Smile is kind of asthmatic. His, his asthma is not as intense as mine. You know that those with respiratory issues always have like breathing problems. They're, they're easily irritable. Your lungs are easily irritable. Oh, what is English? Uh, and that show that I'm talking about, while it is a spectacular sight, there's a lot of fireworks, like a lot. So much so that the smoke from these fireworks kind of just sits and coagulates to a certain extent right around the edges of the lake and a little bit further out from the perimeter. So if you can't handle that kind of smoke, we thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly encourage you to get as far back as possible to watch the show because you can still watch it even from the edges of Epcot. I remember one year that I went and we were leaving because we were tired and we've seen the show so many times. It wasn't a new show by any means. We decided to start heading out. 
uh, around the same time as the show was con- starting. And I remember turning back just to look and past, you look past Spaceship Earth, the large golf ball for those who need landmarks. And I literally saw a wall of smoke kind of like encompassing the area. It felt almost uh, ethereal and surreal. It's like you're traveling into a different dimension because the smoke was so thick. And I kept thinking to myself, wow, there are a lot of people standing in there. That's kind of crazy. And maybe they can afford to do it. But for those of you who have respiratory problems, don't do it. It's also kind of funny to watch the golf ball from that angle because if you're positioned well enough, it kind of just looks like the golf ball's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) You see a big golf ball, there's all this smoke coming off of it. You're like, wait a minute, what's happening? What happened to the ball? (laughs) But yeah, Epcot's firework display is kind of crazy. You can see it from outside of Epcot. You can. We've there have been many times where we've stayed at resorts, whether they be on property or off property. And if they are near the Epcot area, we, you, we will find ourselves on a balcony. We can see the show from there. Not only can you see it, sometimes you can hear it. It's not like super loud, but you hear just like, pa, pa, pa. Yeah. And, and that honestly, it goes for a lot of the parks because Magic Kingdom also, you can kind of see that from anywhere as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. There's something weird about Epcot's show that it's so visible. <laughs> I've never really like understood why. Perhaps those of you out there who are listening might be able to fill us in on that one. If if any of y'all are uh, experts in physics and how things work and landscaping and what have you. I'm sure there's plenty of you out there. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's our that's our tiny little segment, which y'all like it, and even if you don't, because I kind of like doing this, we'll be doing these a little more often. Where Smile and I, because we've had so many shared Disney experiences, we'll give you our intake on that. A and little precursor, a little appetizer for the episode. Exactly. It's your, it's, or even a palate cleanser, if you will, <laughs> if we put it in the middle of the episode. To get you in and, the Disney mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if maybe you've had too much, you can just listen to us calmly talk about this sort of thing. Uh, and yeah, so with that being said, we will be continuing into the next segment of our uh, discussion for today. So thanks for joining me and Smile in our private moment, which I've now dubbed sometimes a Porg Smiles. And toodaloo for now. See you in a little bit. Hey, howdy, hey, Disney. Want to let us know how we're doing? Got topics you'd like us to discuss? Well, you can now find us on Twitter to let us know at Porg Talks Disney, the official Twitter of the show. So, bippity bop the follow button there to get updates on current and future episodes, as well as share your own Disney dreams with us. <laughs> well, look at that! Disney dreams do come true at Porg Talks Disney on Twitter.
Let's get this episode started then. Hello. Change welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome, my fellow Disneyers. Today, we are moving on to part two of our Parks series, in where we'll be talking about the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Yes, smile. I did it again. <laughs> that's, that's, that's three. You're out. <laughs> no. Wait, what are you? I'm confused. What did you do again? Uh, Change the name. Fit. The name for Epcot. It's an anagram for experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And I promised Smile that I wasn't going to say it a lot, but um, it's happening and I'm saying it a lot. <laughs> Isn't it an acronym, not an anagram? Anagram? Acronym? I don't, I don't know English. I, I know I'm like, acronym. I should know. Ingram? No. An that's... Ingram? <laughs> that's, I don't think that's right. Guys, <laughs> here's the Instagram. No. <laughs> oh, Wally. Instagram. So as you can as you can hear, fellow Disneyers, I'm joined today by our lovely cast of Wally, ah. Eva, hello, Smile, Howdy. and returning face Bone Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually very glad to have Wally back because we haven't had him for uh, two whole episodes. So welcome back, Wally. We're glad you can join us in today's episode. Yeehaw, partner. Yeehaw. <laughs> so with that being said, I decided uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Epcot's history because I found out some really cool information that I wanted to share with you guys and see how y'all felt about it. So aside from its name, what it stands for, I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> so... The idea kind of started with the fact, oh, actually, before I keep go even further, uh, a shout out to Defunct Land on YouTube, who uh, has this really good video on Epcot's history, the whole kit and caboodle. This is where I'm getting most of my information from. So again, shout out to Defunct Land, D-E-F-U-N-C-T, Land at on YouTube. So it started out, Epcot started out with the idea that uh, Disney was a little bit upset about the fact that once Disneyland got up and running, there were so many um, businesses trying to, you know, buy the, the surrounding land so that they could also kind of cash in on uh, the profit that is Disneyland. So that's where you get to see all of these like cheapy hotels, motels and restaurants and whatnot. And it left Walt without the ability to expand his park. And so when he thought about creating Walt Disney World, he didn't just think about creating a new park. He thought about creating a city or a community area that would surround the park and keep the park in its own little bubble, as you would say, which I thought was pretty interesting. And it, it makes sense. It allowed him to really set up the establishment. So Epcot was actually supposed to be a place where you could live, which I thought was really cool. Um, and well, it even... you could kind of see the... I'm sorry, to Jack Go here, ahead. but you can see how he tried to make it a little city. Um, yes. Since we all, like... We all live in Florida, 
But you know when you're driving to Disney, even the road signs change. Yes. Like, it's down to that detail. Yeah, because you get the, these purple markers. And, yes. And, like, and, and it's weird. It doesn't feel like the regular government place stuff. It feels like very specific. And it outstretches a bit past the Disney World property, which Eve is 100% correct about. And it makes you feel like you're somewhere else. Yeah, um, the surrounding stores you find Disney merch, like knockoff Disney merch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Disney, you've got to go to the big wizard at least once. Or the mermaid. <laughs> those, are the, those are the best ones. you got to go to the big wizard at least once. <laughs> go see Dumbledore, the big-ass Dumbledore. That's what I call it. <laughs> uh, that's the real uh, sight. Like, that's the real sight to see. Uh, you don't pass by the big wizard at least once. Did you actually go to Disney? <laughs> it's true. You can't prove you've been if you didn't take a picture of that big wizard shop. <laughs> and the big orange stand. And the big orange stand for Orange World. You are correct. <laughs> so, uh, get this, guys. The plan for the city even had, like, churches. We have at least... 15 elementary schools noted that were supposed to go within this city, which I thought was crazy. He was going for it. He was like really going for the whole concept of building a city, a Disney world, if you will. And I was like, that makes so much sense now. (laughs) Can I I point out something? Let's say that he actually managed to create like a sustaining community, right? Right. So this would be a community where you could go and move into a house and raise your kids there, right? Right. And this is some alternate future where all this has worked out. And then the company went under its changes as it did. How expensive would it be to raise kids in that hell of a community? Well, well think about celebration. Cause, yeah, because Disney yeah, celebration. celebration. <laughs> that that was like the whole that was its whole bit back in the day that when they made the announcements for celebration it was a disney owned community and i remember because i went with uh smile's father at the time and my mom they were looking for houses to buy and even then it was pretty damn pricey it was super <laughs> expensive so there's that uh, I mean, mouse does love his coin. The mouse loves his coin. It keeps its blood pumping. <laughs> Sacrifice so your that. firstborn. Exactly. <laughs> so the other thing about Epcot's history, which I thought was interesting, he, Walt had it as a two-city idea, and he named these two cities yesterday and tomorrow, where yesterday oh. was this kind of look on nostalgic stuff, while tomorrow was looking towards the progress of the future. And I personally believe that this is where we got the idea for the first half of Epcot, which is Future World, because that is what Future World is about. I didn't know that place was called Future World. I just knew the whole place was Epcot. So it's divided in two halves. It's the Future World, which is the first part, and the World Showcase, which is the second half. And going into that, that was another thing that Walt had planned in his layout for Epcot. He wanted to create a district where you could sample cultures from all over the world. So I think these are the two things that inevitably ended up becoming Future World 
and the World Showcase, which I thought was pretty darn cool. And here's another, like, adorable little tidbit. So Walt Disney's design for Epcot, you guys, was on a napkin. Aww. <laughs> and so good things come from napkins. Yeah, I find that's a funny trend for Walt because Mickey also happened in a very similar light. Mickey was just a doodle that he was doing on the train. And I was like, Walt, is this a, is this a pattern? Is this your ideas just pop up and now you got to put it? I thought it was adorable that it happened like that. <laughs> really, all of Walt Disney's ideas come when he's staring at napkins. <laughs> if he has a napkin nearby, he's going to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> mm, napkin. His op- he doesn't have paper in his office. Napkins. <laughs> Hand me imagine? that napkin over there, quick. <laughs> you're just a formal business, and you're having like uh, trade relations with Disney, and you get a you get a trade merger deal on a napkin. Napkins are for if he really likes it. Oh, he wrote really his will really on a napkin deal. <laughs> He wrote his will on it. Oh my god. I, I, I don't know. I just I found that relatable because a good chunk of us in here were artists or creators of some kind. And yeah, when we have our best ideas, don't they just come at the weirdest times? They're never in, in your actual sketchbook. They're usually on the corner of some paper, not in a notebook where you usually keep your shit together. So I was like, that is so relatable <laughs> that Epcot started on an app. <laughs> oh, it's uh, funny. And so, yeah, that, that brings us into what we love to do with our beautiful park that is Epcot. So uh, we'll start with Smile. Smile, what are some must-see attractions? Things that you can't leave Epcot without doing. I'm going to say one, and I'm sad because they're removing it, but whatever. <laughs> what is it? The Soda Club. Oh, <laughs> Club Cool. Club Cool. It's harder to find, and not a lot of people knew about it, which was fun. But it's essentially this room where you had a bunch of soda machines, and you would take little paper cups, and you would go and taste sodas from around the world. And it is thing- the worst. <laughs> Yeah, the thing to do is if you bring somebody new, you force them to try Italy because it is terrible. <laughs> Italy soda is terrible. It's the worst. Yeah, because it's Sorry. meant to be a palate like cleanser. No Italians, we love you. We love your culture. We love your everything. But why do you have a palate cleanser like that? It tastes terrible. We love your why culture. Did you we love all of was a palate cleanser. <laughs> it's legitimately vegetable flavored soda, and it's gross. Um, <laughs> grody, but my favorite is the apple one from Mexico. Mexican, oh, yeah. <laughs> all I remember was one that tasted like bubble gum when Wally and I were because it was so often, but... what were you but, saying? Yeah. I don't think it was open when Wally and I went because of COVID. Mm. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of sense, sense. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't, I don't. I don't think we were able to, uh, or at least you we just weren't able to go. But yet, it is it is one of my favorite things to do in the park, honestly. Which is funny, but the 
Yeah, I think like that is the one thing in Epcot that I'm always like, you have to do it once. Go if taste you don't... the Italian soda. <laughs> but is that something you find yourself like, you don't feel like your trip to Epcot was complete if you didn't go do that? Yeah, honestly. Okay. <laughs> you just have to remind yourself how bad it is. <laughs> I, yeah, every, like, I've. <laughs> I think, bad. especially on a hot day at Epcot. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes it so it's nice. every day. It's, what are you talking about? It's nice refreshing soda after, uh, while walking around in the hot park. But like for free, mind you, because you don't have to pay for these sodas. Yeah. You, like you have, you could pay for it. Like let's say Maybe you sample the soda. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, if you sample the soda, you really liked it. You could go to the counter and buy like a bigger glass of it or a bigger container of the soda, but. The samples were free. Drink as much as you want, completely yeah. free. And, and I and I agree with Eve. I think that's why they're taking it away. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to be a hundred percent fair to the Italian soda that I yeah. just hated on really hard. I try it every time I go. <laughs> you never learn. Like I just trashed on this soda really hard, but I think about it every time I get soda from that uh, from the cool club or. Technically, you can replace it now because there is the soda bar uh, in Disney Springs now, but right. that has the same thing. You just have to pay for a sampler tray. Mm -hmm. See? I, always, I always try. I always try the Italian soda, and I always and it, make the worst face ever. <laughs> Do you always just go like, there when you try? It's like, it's like, I tried to love you, but I just can't. <laughs> it's, like a to it's like a toxic relationship there. He's like, he's like, this time, this time I'm going to enjoy you. Oh, God, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I suppose if we're talking about something that's going to stay in the park, I, I will hit the classic, the, the golf ball. Ride the golf ball. Oh, my God. Right. You have to. Wait, did we go to the golf to. ball? The... Yes, we did. We went to. Is that the one uh, really fast? No, no, no. that, that that's test track. But that's the one where you're where you're going through the history of the world. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That golf ball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The and ball. then you come out with this with this funky little video. Yeah, that's the best part. That, that was is fun. the best what part. What do you What do you mean that's the best part? The best part is Rome on fire. It smells like a barbecue in there. <laughs> but it reminds me that that big ass library got burned to the ground, and then I get sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, when they make a papyrus, it's just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> just the yeah. Epcot ball. If you ever go to Epcot and you don't go to the Epcot ball, you've committed a crime. You really it's have. You're going to Disney it, jail. <laughs> even if you don't like the ride. You, you gotta have to sit ride it. there and enjoy it. It serves the same purpose. Let's think about it. It serves the same purpose as People Mover. Where it's a it's, nice ride when it's really freaking hot out and you just want to relax. You get on Spaceship Earth and you just chill, literally chill, smell a little bit of barbecue, maybe get a little bit of hungry, get entertained by that little video at the very end, and then you're back on your way. Well, the thing society. is, <laughs> even, even like when you get out, there's that you get let out into that really cool room with all of the interactive the games. arcade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which that was closed because of COVID, which mm. I felt because so I'm, I'm just gonna, I know this is not a schedule, but the sad thing about because um, 
Wally and I went to uh, Epcot on COVID, during COVID, right? And I've been to Epcot before, right? This was Wally's first time ever stepping into a Disney park. Um, but I felt like a lot was taken out away from Epcot with because of COVID. Be- like, because a lot of Epcot is interactive, like at least mm-hmm. in Future World, a lot yeah. of Future World is interactive. And when you can't really interact with the environment around you and stuff like that, with the technology that they have, it's soulless. It feels a bit like, what could I do? Ride and get food. It's like, it didn't feel like Epcot, like what made Epcot special. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, ju- I just wanted to throw that in because that's. No, I think that's a very good point to point out because, you know, we are still technically living in the pandemic world at this moment. So it's good to hear from a person that's been there during the pandemic so that our audience, you know, if they've never been, they at least know what to expect because we're painting them the story of, of this park in its heyday glory, not during a pandemic. So I like the realistic view that, hey, remember... Also, right now, the world is not where it was before, so you're not going to uh, see it this way. I also, I wonder, because I feel like, I wonder how, going through this, if they're going to change certain things about Epcot to make it either less interactive or, like, to make it more sanitary, If I guess. I, I did hear that they had plans to get rid of Interventions. Interventions is one of the locations where... Uh, as Eve was saying, it's an area where you get to interact with a whole bunch of like cool futuristic stuff. And I don't know if it was because of COVID or if it was because they will be celebrating uh, an anniversary with, with Epcot soon. That's why they're giving it an entire facelift. Uh, but Interventions was one of the things that's going to be leaving. And it, it probably partially probably has to do with the pandemic, I would say. I mean... It, they've been giving an Epcot facelift for years. Like they have, it's always under construction. Every yeah, time but I now go, this is the this is the one because it's, oh, the, yeah, it's no. the the big celebration, if you will. It makes sense, it's but I'm just saying one. Epcot is always under construction. And yeah, it's, because and that and then that's the point of it. It's supposed to be consistently changing. It's the nature of the park because if you're gonna and. Uh, it's, I think I saw it in the Funkland video, but they were talking about it with Tomorrowland, but I think it also applies to Epcot. If mm-hmm. your theme for an area is the future, you're always going to have to change it because then yeah. it'll get quickly, it'll age quickly. Which is like, why I like to call the contemporary the retro because that is not contemporary anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Maybe at some point it was contemporary. Yeah, but it's not looking like that anymore. It's still beautiful, mind you. It's still a beautiful building. No no hate on the contemporary resort, but it doesn't feel as contemporary as it felt when it was released in the 70s, when it, the 70s or 80s whenever the building was constructed. Uh, their their view of the their version of what the future would look like, what modern chic stuff would look like is very different from what we see now. So it, it gives the building a more retro kind of feel than it does contemporary almost, which I find funny. 
and 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 Eve again makes a very good point that if you are building something that is themed with the future in mind, it makes sense that it's going to be consistently changing. Mm, to kind of drag us back on track here. Yeah, sorry, I kind of <laughs> sidetracked us just a tad. I enjoyed was, the sidetrack. That was a fun journey. It's fun to <laughs> sidetrack, but we got to get back on the main road at some point. We're not on the. This is not a trackless ride, guys. Speaking of track, can I say mine? Yeah. That I always loved doing as growing up as a kid, test track. That test one was track. always so much fun. Was it the Except, one we went fast? Yes, that was the one where we went fast. Oh yeah, I love that one too. I like. Do they still have that feature where you were able to design your own car? Yeah. Yeah, but it was closed oh. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Aww, poop. So but, <laughs> but okay here's the thing about test track it is more fun as a kid right so if you have a kid like throw them on test track you're gonna have a blast because the thing is the part the one part where you go fast well i'm not going after someone the one part where you go fast um it caps off at around 60 miles an hour I mean, yeah. honey, I go at least 90 on a daily basis. <laughs> and that's Florida drivers. I was going to say, and that is Florida driving for you, folks. <laughs> like, I go faster on I-75. Like, we drive faster, you get Disney, then we do, then we do dead drag. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it just, <laughs> I just find it kind of funny now. But like growing up, I always loved going on test track. You you always found it to be very fast. I'm guessing, right? Like yeah, it's fast and thrilling. Yeah, I it wasn't as of, until of recent that I finally got to try test track, and I can generally say I do love test track. Test track is a great deal of fun. Now I have information on test track that's going to come out on the Halloween episode. <laughs> That's right. Stay tuned for our Halloween episode when October rolls around, kids, because we're going to have a real fun story time then. I have an unorthodox <laughs> amount of knowledge on the deaths at Disney. I'm going to show you a dead body or two. Hey, kids, want to see a dead body? <laughs> I feel like that's just going to be a Bone Daddy's episode. Definitely. It is. I, I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to start compiling deaths. I'm going to start compiling info research. <laughs> So, Wally, I have to ask, is your favorite attraction at Epcot Test Track? Hmm. 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 Uh, <laughs> the de-evolution we all face right there. <laughs> I think you might have a new favorite attraction the next time we go. Why? Is there a new one they're adding? Well, oh, I know what she's talking to be about. opening a new ride in France. Yeah. <laughs> She, she, she. We'll in the French section, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. That, okay. is, on, that is on topic for discussion. For <laughs> yeah, you're right. That. Really, we do. I don't see yes, that. I didn't put it on the syllabus. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm a bad teacher, guys. <laughs> oh my god! But I'm unlearning as we speak. It's called a pop quiz. Don't know. It's called a pop quiz. Well, okay. Yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll tell you later, Wally. Then. Right. In which Eve will get an A plus because she already knew it was coming around the corner. <laughs> no, but, of course um, I would. <laughs> I I agree with you guys about Spaceship Earth. By the way, uh, Wally, what's your? Have you picked a favorite ride yet? I guess 
technically would be uh wait we've only been to two right we went to the space track one we did the golf ball because we were just we were we were too drunk (laughs) okay what what, what was the one where i made a joke where the the jungle of the jungle what was it called again are you talking about the Wait, are you talking about Soren or are you talking about the um, I always forget Soren. L- land. <laughs> oh, land, land of the land. Land, land of the land. What is the real name? It's called Land of the Wild, isn't it? Or Land living of the Wild. No, it's just called the the Living with the Land. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, and I misread it. I'm just saying Land of the Land. <laughs> We were just on the ride. It's the third time they said living with the land. We would just go, land of the land. And yeah. best ride to ride during COVID. Because you'll get a whole boat to yourself. No one's rushing to get to that ride. Okay? And it's just... Most people don't. Nap time. <laughs> relaxation. I like that ride. I love that ride. Okay? It's a Sometimes ride. I feel like jumping out of the boat and walking around amongst the crops. <laughs> Honestly, I love that ride. I cannot take my grandmother there because she'd find a way to steal the plants. <laughs> I love my Awalita show. Find a way to do it. The airplane I'm surprised one my mom hasn't too. found a way. I like the airplane one as well. Only because, like, the, the announcement. So, where was the, the, the fuck? The, the announcer the, is Kronk. Yeah, it's Kronk. I just want to see that. I was like, I was just looking at I was looking at Eve, like, hey, Peter, look at that. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's great. Wouldn't have it any other way. Ten out of ten. He's not wrong though. Like that—that's probably my only favorite thing about Soren. Soren's not a ride I thoroughly enjoy, but I, hearing that actor's voice is great. I'm like, oh, it's Kronk slash Joe Swanson. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all come together. The... It's all come together. <laughs> I think the only reason why I like Soren is just because the voice actor. And then uh, I guess. Maybe it just probably probably the best one is the the the, the car going fast, whatever it's called. Test track. Yeah, I'll call cargo. it car, car, cargo burn. Oh, okay. Remembering the name. Cargo burn. You can tell he's top ten at remembering the names of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Eve, Eve, to be fair, that's on a track. When you go fast, it's not on a track. <laughs> It's also a 30 from uh, 30 mile per hour difference. <laughs> According to and you. And there's safety precautions in place. <laughs> Eve's like, I'm the new test track, baby. But does test track play Nicki Minaj while doing no, it? No, it doesn't. I no, don't think doesn't. so. <laughs> well, clearly, you haven't tried to put in AirPods in my test track then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have that fun. It's not the same, though. <laughs> so, you can make it the same. So let's move away from Future World, shall we? Well, we didn't a lot of Wait, Future I never got to name my ride. I thought your favorite ride was Test Track. Nope. It's oh, the fucking sorry. G-Force ride, the space thing. I forget its name. Uh, I just love it. Mission Space. Mission <laughs> Space. I wrote it once and I've decided to drag my family on it anytime I get can. I... I have to ride the green one like a pussy because I don't do well. Which one is well, that? Right? Did I do that one? We did you not. Know, I think you did that one. Listen, we were drinking a lot. 
Why if I were to drag you on that, you ride, don't ride that dr- ride while not drunk. a good combination, mate. It is not a ride to ride while drink having eaten or drank beforehand. According yeah. to me, it's not a ride to ride even when sober because that ride makes me want to yak. <laughs> I love frankly, the G force. I, I love never... to try and fight it. I love to try the green. It's fine. Yeah, we'll be on the green. I'll be I, on the gr- I'll be on the orange, you pussies. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I'll be waiting for you guys in the gift shop just to get on that ride. That ride has killed two people. <laughs> Which we'll talk in a Halloween episode. <laughs> I'm gonna be the next ghost on the G Force ride. <laughs> Honestly, if Bo Daddy becomes a ghost, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like if Bo it'd be Daddy just died. perfect. It'd just be it'd, it'd be the right thing to do to happen to me. I feel like if Bo Daddy knew they were about to die, they would die on Disney property for the sole reason <laughs> just right. to be a ghost. <laughs> I'm either gonna haunt Mission Space or I'm gonna be another ghost within the Haunted Mansion partying the way. You can't tell me otherwise. If not, spread my ashes there. I wish to be haunting that location. <laughs> we ride on the Haunted Mansion. We're like, hey, look, it's Bone Daddy. Hey! You just catch me busting a move in the background. Mind you, though, like, y'all, we, we will all be, like, really close to kicking the bucket ourselves, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we'll heard. we be like, join me in the afterlife. <laughs> we've heard moan daddies, but what about you, Porg? My favorite ride is, is, is Spaceship Earth. It's a staple for me. It's, Hell yeah. I've, <laughs> I've been on it since I was a wee little baby, and I love it so much. It's. It's got everything that has to do with memory for me. It always makes me happy. One, because I'm a history nerd. And then two, because it's got a lot of good memories attached to it. And call me sentimental. But I like I even enjoy the fact that I when I took you on it for the first time and when I took your sister on it for the first time, just being able to like have that experience with my family and then passing it on to the next generation. Is it special to me in that sense? And I don't care what none of y'all say. I like the smell of Rome burning. I want barbecue. <laughs> My favorite fact about that ball is the fact that Mickey just on top of it just because he weighs high to the helicopters. Did you know that the, it used to have like an actual like hand kind of like sticking out of it at one point? And I was like, why is there a hand on it? That's weird. <laughs> Oh, also, also, here's a really cool thing that I learned, and I've told this to Smile so many times, it's not even funny. So, I've always wondered, or I used to always wonder why the, the spaceship Earth, why we call it a golf ball, is because it has all these weird panels, these triangular slats that make it look like a golf ball, and uh, there's a reason for it. It's a structural reason. It's for rain, because if uh. it were raining... And the smooth, the surface was smooth. The water would cascade down and drown everybody underneath the ball. <laughs> Perfect. I want to drown by a ball. <laughs> so top ten death set didn't he drowning by Epcot ball? So that's what those Dumb things are. There's. They're like little slats with water channels to prevent the rain from going down. And that's why you can safely stand under Spaceship Earth 
when it's raining. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Imagine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That's actually that's funny. You, you like run to get out of the rain, but you just run into a big ass waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> you just and we drown. all know in Florida, it rains. It rains a lot. <laughs> So that, that's a tidbit. But let's move onward. Let's go to our other favorite part of the park. Uh, it is called the World Showcase. It is a beautiful little area in which you can travel across the world, more or less. Obviously, we can't hit every country, but there's a few major countries that you hit on the way in each of these little pavilions. And they're all decorated to fit their aesthetic, uh, for example, I'll, I'll take Mexico as it's one of the first ones you see. It's got this beautiful Mayan temple in its center, and you can go inside and explore it. Oh, that and was fun. In, oh, inside, you're a Mexico like, starter? No, no, I'm a Canada starter, but like... Oh, me too! Uh, <laughs> Same. Yeah. It's the only yeah, real way to start. You add with tequila, The usual man. crowd, the usual crowd, you know, the traffic flow usually goes towards Mexico. So that's why I picked Mexico to describe it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's cute. It's fun. I love all of the pavilions. And uh, in this next discussion we're going to be having, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, which is your favorite pavilion aesthetic wise? Like you don't have to enjoy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to go there because you like the food or whatever. It's just architectural-wise, design-wise, what what really tickles your pickle? Atmosphere-wise, which one tickles your pickle the most? I I'm going to start with mine. My favorite is Morocco. It's I was so going to say, I, they were moving. I think they were moving it. Oh, no, I hope not. Okay, because I saw a TikTok where someone who worked at Morocco was saying... That they gotta leave. Oh no! Some argument because uh, Morocco, like, because Morocco is like well with like the embassy. It was like it's weird. Yeah, the embassy. The government, the government of Morocco private, which I'm mad because that was the one spot in the park that you could hear Shakira playing. That they would <laughs> sing Shakira song. Yeah, but yeah, the re- what you were saying. And they'd be like, Eve, "Ooh, Moroccan music," and I'm just like, "Ooh, Shakira, Shakira." <laughs> but yeah, the Moroccan pavilion was designed with uh, people that came from the Moroccan embassy, I believe, or, or the one. Of, it was a Moroccan ambassador who helped them to design the area so that it felt very authentic to the culture and I think that's why I like it so much it's got such it it's not just like really pretty to look at but it has all these beautiful like little nooks and crannies and little alleyways and stuff that it call me a dorky fan it makes me feel like I'm in Aladdin (laughs) oh (laughs) and like I'm walking around like Jasmine's palace or something like that it's so or I'm walking through Agrabah it's so pretty I okay, love so, much. so I don't think it's they're getting okay. They're not getting rid of it because I'm looking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know how to explain. Is it Disney's taking ownership of all the businesses in the Morocco oh. Pavilion? Because apparently the restaurant was not part of it previously. Yeah, all of- 
most of the restaurants within the World Showcase are owned through third party, second party people. It's not through Disney. Yeah, so, so that okay. That makes sense. They're not getting away from Morocco, thank God. All right. <laughs> I yeah, want to hear yeah, Shakira. Yeah. I get to hear Shakira. Oh, God. So, Eve, what's your favorite pavilion? What's your favorite aesthetic? Um, God, I'm trying to think. I like Japan. I gotta say it. You can't the go store. wrong with it, though. The you can't store. go wrong with Japan. It's really good. Both sides, the sides of, like, traditional and then, like, more pop culture stuff. Like, yeah. It's nice. She's talking about the, I think it's called Mitsukoshi store. Yeah. It's, in, in, it's, in, the, in it's the a Japan big pavilion. store in Japan. It's the one store. It's so good. We recommend that if you do go to Epcot, please hit that, that store. The, You're going to find that a lot of That was the place that I was able to get mochi, like actual mochi from. That's not freaking ice cream. I hate ice cream. Oh, you got like to, mochi you got ice to try, cream. You got to try Daifuku for the first time. Yeah, like actual, like it was good. It is. It's really good. Uh, one of my, actually my best friend, she introduced me to it. She was like, yeah, there's this thing that I used to get when I go there. And I was like, what's this thing that you speak of? And she, she, she shared it with me. I was like, oh, my God, this is glorious. <laughs> it's that cold. Uh, smile, what's your favorite aesthetic, like, pavilion aesthetic? Um, it's, prior, it's most likely the China Pavilion. And Really? I'm sure. It's partially because of a nostalgia reason. Okay. Is it because of your your the the puppet that you bought in China? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> so when I was younger, we had a rule for vacations. You were allowed a single souvenir. And this was primarily just because me and my younger sister had a lot of stuffed animals and we did not need anymore. <laughs> so in the China Pavilion, they have a, like a, a street cart almost, and they all—it's got a bunch of marionettes, and I have an obsession with puppets. <laughs> and I have gotten two, uh, two marionettes from there—one small, one large—of these birds, and I—they're one of the few souvenirs from any trip, uh, almost anywhere, that I still have them with me to this day. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. We're both from Where the China it? Pavilion. They're in my room. They're actually in my closet. But they're the things <laughs> that look like ostriches. Yes. And it's great. My dogs don't like them very much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the more reason to love them? All the more reason to love the, the puppets. I I was gonna say, was the other reason gonna be just like the food because the food in the China Pavilion? Oh yes. Slaps. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big individual when it comes to food, and yeah, no, the food in the China District is very good. Side note. Food in the French pavilion is so expensive for no reason. Oh my, I oh, really yeah. fucking is. I just it, wanted a, I just wanted a creme brulee, and all I got was a bankruptcy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will just point out you chose literally the most expensive dessert to choose. Um, <laughs> okay. You okay. Say, I'm gonna look at the. You choose macarons, and you still end up with a bankruptcy. Because 
Because that French restaurant, right? The, the actual restaurant is the only one that's open, like, past. You're talking about Chef seven. de France, right? Yeah, the, the, the one, the main French, not the bakery, the, the, the actual. It's called Chef de France or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. You know, for being Disney experts, we, we, we don't <laughs> what remember is- a lot of these names. <laughs> names are not we only important. remember them by the nicknames we give them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about the names. It's about the purpose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And here's the thing. I went with Wally to that restaurant, right? Because it was the only thing that was open. And we hadn't eaten. And our family, right? My parents, whatever, had eaten without us. They were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to stop by anywhere. So um, good luck. And so like, well, well, shit, we have to eat. So we go there and uh, Wally ordered something, right? And it was a very fancy name, right? From the kids menu, like, cause you know, we're, we're trying to stay cheap, right? Right. Dude, it was, it was, it was a, it was a cheeseburger. It was the no, most I, expensive cheeseburger that wasn't even that good. It was like a ten dollar cheeseburger. I am looking it up right now. It was like their, a ten dollar cheeseburger, menu. and I was, I was like, "This is an actual. This would be an actual meal at Chili's or so, Applebee's kind of crap." It's like, what the? So the rest of the heck? I was, I was right. It's called Chef de France, right? And I think is this it? Yeah, I think this. It says here. Croquette. I don't know. How, it um, it's on brioche. It says ground beef steak. Ground beef steaks on a brioche bun served it's with your choice of green it. beans. It's literally just a burger. <laughs> it's a cheeseburger. And it's ten dollars and fifty cents. It's <laughs> so dumb. It's not even like a cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, and like. Fancy no, stuff. It's just a <laughs> So the thing about the French restaurant is that it's a marketing ploy because France is so heavily associated with fancier foods. Yeah. <laughs> that it's funny. It it's harder. Uh, it's easier to justify exorbitant prices at a French uh, at a French themed restaurant. One of the other meals apparently is a blanc de. If you speak French and you listen to this podcast, I'm terribly sorry, but it's basically grilled chicken tenderloins. <laughs> but it's it's so chicken, chicken tendies. <laughs> it's, it's chicken ch- tendies. <laughs> Thanks. No, it was so funny because, okay, most of us ordered from the kids' menu except me. I had an appetizer as my meal. Um, mm hmm. Because I was like, fuck that. I'm going to have... Wait, was it an appetizer? uh, What did I have? Oh, maybe I just... Yeah, it's cargo. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, they have escargot. uh, Escargot's baked in parsley and garlic butter. It was really good. I like escargot, but like... Like, it was fourteen dollars and fifty cents. It is expensive as escargot, but no. look at the meal. Like, Let's look at the entrees. Oh my god! <laughs> I wow. will defend France a little bit in that the actual bakery that they have there is the bakery's uh-huh. great. Isn't too badly priced, 
And the crepes are not too badly priced. Oh, I love the crepes. No, the, ba- was, the bakery is great. That's, that's what... They also sell ratatouille here. Uh, here. So expensive. Here it's it's $24, $24.99. Cheaper than Don't make it in the shape like they do in the movie. I don't want it. <laughs> it's cheaper than the than the ratatouille that they served in Disneyland Paris, I'll tell you what. It's yeah. So ridiculously expensive there. Okay, All so right. uh Bone Daddy. Have we 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 need to know what is your favorite aesthetic of the pavilion? I'm a total weeb. All right, hell yeah, we got easy peasy. To be fair, Japan is easy lemon squeezy. Just Japan. (laughs) Japan is. If not, I like to just go to. I like to go to China because I like to stare at the water. It's very pretty, actually. That's the that's the other thing that I like about the Chinese pavilion, by the way. It's got the same kind of like magic that the Moroccan one has, that you can go deeper in and Mm -hmm. like see a whole bunch of stuff. And I think that's really nice. It is. Uh, Their shop is just as fun too. Ah. What was your favorite pavilion since it was your first time Hmm. going? Trying to figure what the fuck did I eat or what place did I go to? You know what I think you're probably gonna like? Why? Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did you sound Canadian when you said yeah? That's where I start. I, that was the only alcohol I actually enjoyed. It was apple cider. I enjoyed it so much. The only other alcohol I like, just hated it. It was nasty. <laughs> so the hard cider sold you on Canada, eh? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> How, and the back, how and the mac and cheese being in the same pavilion, which is a bonus. Oh, right. You're the mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh. You're a simple Poor. man. You're a simple man. For our listeners out there, Wally is a simple man. He loves his mac and cheese. That's his thing, man. Okay. I think he fell in love with me because I can make mac and cheese from scratch. <laughs> and I brought yeah, it over to his good. place one day. He's so good. Like... <laughs> All right. I'm looking at our next topic. I think Which I know the yeah, I... least the favorite aesthetic. I think I know we all are have we the all gonna just unanimous are we all gonna just be unanimous? Is it the American pavilion? Yes! America. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was actually super annoyed because Eve didn't I was like I was talking Eve's like order oh, hot dog over there like no we're not going to get a hot dog there <laughs> we're here every other you place. Hot dog fucking yeah it's like but i want to see if they have good hot dog like nope we're not doing that they're not good First hot dogs they're hot just dog dirty water dogs i don't care i like dirty water dogs <laughs> <laughs> it changed my life <laughs> Honestly, I feel like next time we go, I can just drop you off at the Canada Pavilion and be like, all right, have fun. Mac and cheese. Have fun, sweetie. Free. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can so, sum up why we all dislike the American Pavilion. So can I boring. Say one thing about the American Pavilion. You absolutely can. Not to be an ex, we're not expatriates here, okay? Like, <laughs> it's not about that. For the further I live in this country, I just might. <laughs> For any of y'all to get offended, because I know that people can get so easily offended, and they're like, oh, if you don't like this country, leave. No, it's not about that. 
It's about the fact that it is basically Liberty Square 2.0, and it's not even a good Liberty Square 2.0. Yeah, also, it's kind of like the concept of having a California adventure in California. Exactly. Go ahead, Smile. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like... <laughs> You've got all of the exotic places, and then being from America, and then going to the American Pavilion—it's so underwhelming. Is, like, it's a redundant statement, honestly, because yeah, like if I want to experience the colonial-esque America, I just go to Virginia and we go to Williamsburg and we call it a day. <laughs> or if we're I just Canada, go to fucking Georgia we, and we, I have a fine time there. I, or, okay, we, or, or if you stay in Florida, you go to Magic Kingdom, and there is Liberty Square. Front and center, same shit. <laughs> okay, but yeah. to be honest, I know I did. That's how boring it is. I know I dissed about like uh California, like you know, Disneyland having California Adventure, which is a California theme park inside of California. But I think the Florida themed one would have sold well just for the sheer fact of the amount of crazy that Florida holds. You could take a picture with Florida man. Oh God! Florida man himself. <laughs> Look at him there. Oh, Florida, no. ch- the Florida man changes on the daily because it's a guy dressed up as a theater. I will say though, Amer- the American Pavilion has done a single good thing for me in my experience. Is it called funnel cakes? Uh, I find it weird that we're here talking about Disney, and I just heard Steamboat Willie from somewhere in my house. <laughs> They're listening. They know. Basically, <laughs> Disney found me. I don't remember why we ended up at the American Pavilion, like maybe an hour before closing. But it was dark. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold in Florida. Go figure. <laughs> I was wearing like shorts and a t-shirt. It was raining, and so we go inside the cafeteria thing that they have there. And I got like the warmest meal, and it was just, it was super duper nice <laughs> in that specific scenario to get a sloppy joe, baked beans, and a funnel cake. <laughs> he was like, This saves you for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? Okay, so I don't, I think it's close to the, it's not the, the theater in the, American Pavilion, but I think it's close by there somewhere. I don't, I don't remember where it is to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But I remember the American Pavilion because, uh, my choir teacher had turkey legs. It was weird. Oh, because you were you you were in I, the candlelight processional, right? I did perform in the candlelight processional. Ooh, those costumes are ugly, and we stole a candle. <laughs> Well, that's right, friends. Eve's a celebrity. Feel jealous. And a, and a criminal. Uh, no, and a technically, criminal. I wasn't the one who stole the candle. But you were an accomplice. Yeah, well, I mean, Accessory. I only saw it once we were back on the bus, halfway back, and we are just like, well. Ethics, so, uh, were we supposed to give these back? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> this is really funny. I think I have a second favorite, least favorite, though. What? That sounded weird. Yeah. I have a second favorite. least favorite. There you go. <laughs> I think it's the Norway Pavilion. I. It's not. Yeah, I that know. one is my second least favorite. 
It's a little yeah. lackluster for me. Well, here's the thing. It's my second least favorite now that they added the first ride. Because I thought the other ride, the Maelstrom, had so much more flavor. Mm-hmm. So much more pizzazz. And now we got LED face Elsa. <laughs> what is yeah, up with I that? Yeah, I wrote that. That was something. Those projector, Disney, the projector faces are not it. Please. I'm they sorry. Are it, when they the are face in is glowing. Places, the face is not glowing. There. The face is glowing. So the face is a totally different shade from the rest of the body. It looks off. It looks hella weird. But okay, so but let me not defend even the in a cute face, way. though. Let me pro- let me protect it simply because you get that same effect from like Madame Leota in Haunted Mansion. That's she's a projected face done correctly. Yeah, but she's, so, she's the she's Elsa cool. one is is a is a whole other thing. <laughs> like, come on, you had such impressive stuff with the aerial ride. Listen, listen, don't skip out. Listen. This is your biggest, one of your biggest money makers of like the 2010s, and you're gonna not put in the effort you did with the aerial ride? Are you kidding me? I mean, like, are I you think gonna it was because they were rushing out? to get it out. They were rushing to yeah, get it out. Yeah, because true, true. You know, but Frozen's their cash cow. <laughs> but seriously, the trajectory is such a so bad. <laughs> and like, the Maelstrom had such flavor in it it felt like ah yes i'm a viking <laughs> it's it's oh, a yeah. staple it, it's what it is it's because you know there's us we've grown up with the maelstrom that was our jam so like i didn't know maelstrom replaced... existed until after it was converted to elsa uh well like for those of us that have gone it was our jam and, and to have it replaced with something and then not even have the something really knock it out of the ballpark i think is what hurts it so much because I feel like we would have been okay with it if it would have been a really good ride, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so now oh, we're no. like, ew. <laughs> it was just a retextured maelstrom, as far as I was aware. But um, yeah, so that's one of the the mo- more lackluster ones. Because there's a Germany pavilion, right? But I find that the Germany pavilion is actually very charming. In comparison pretzels. to the Norway, and the pretzels are delicious. <laughs> yeah, I love the Germany Pavilion too, oh, it's so good. And speaking of pretzels, let's go on to our next topic, which is food. Pretzels Foods that you gotta have at Epcot. Um, pretzels from Germany is definitely one of them. For me personally, I can't go without a crepe from the France Pavilion, Hell and yes. I can't go without kakegori from the japan pavilion and what are the i also like mimosas from the france pavilion i like fish and chips from the uk pavilion and i like when i was able to i can't anymore but i used to eat the napoleon from the french pavilion oh it's so it was so delicious so good so tasty but yeah those are my favorites so uh the smile what are some of your favorite treats around the world well, definitely crepes from France because mm, crepes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> crepes are just so good. They are. Then there is the Japan Pavilion, which is kind of hard to narrow it down, just because you walk into the store and you're bombarded with Japanese snacks, and you're like, kind of just I sitting there, de- 
Yeah, you're just you're sitting there debating if your life savings is worth this much candy. That's uh, where I spend all my money. And like the candy is something you could take home, so I consider it a souvenir. I'm talking about like a food that is only that it's sold there, so you can't like really take it out of the park with you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I will say, so funnel like, cakes from America. Oh, yeah, it's just a normal fair funnel cake, but it's not something I get to have very often. <laughs> and we're Americans, so we like our funnel cake. <laughs> we like our stuff deep fried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a vast majority of the food from the China Pavilion is just tasty. Smile just wants to eat the entire China Pavilion, and we'll yeah, call that's it actually a day. true though. <laughs> <laughs> the buildings too, Smile. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the buildings, the puppets, the backdrop, the speaker. Those fucking bears. The Mulan. bears. Mulan and everything. <laughs> everything in the China Pavilion. Uh, all right, Eve, what, what about you? What are, what are some of your favorite foodie things that you find okay, around so the world? Okay, well, so most recent, so I went through to, uh, the Food and Wine Fest. I love Italy's sangria. <laughs> even though, even though a couple of steps in and I was already all sorts of fucked up. But. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, okay, for that whole trip, Wally and I were splitting drinks because we're like, listen, this is going to be like our first time actually drinking. because It was for my 21st birthday and Wally's birthday is like two weeks before mine. Right. So it's like, let's split drinks. So we're. It takes longer for us to get completely wasted at Disney World. We're, we don't want to get kicked out of Disney for being those drug people, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but the sangria was really good. Wally did not is not a fan of sangria. Wally only liked that cider, but <laughs> I love that cider. <laughs> but I loved the sangria. It was really good. Also, I just like I just love Italy's food. It's just the pasta and stuff. Like, you can never go wrong with that for me. Like, yes, Japan snacks are amazing. And at one point, uh, between China and Japan, there's a booth uh, that serves bubble tea. So next time you go. Um, but it's during food and wine, I think, only. But just in general, like... God, I can't pick. I've got food is good. I go there for the food. Eve just wants to eat all. I want to eat my way through the country. All right. She also wants to eat Spaceship Earth. (laughs) I will. I am gonna devour the Epcot ball. If you look at it, the Epcot ball could just be a very large jawbreaker. It could be. All right, it'd be very spiky though. (laughs) Calm down there, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No, I will not. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Wally, what were some of your favorite, like, what were your favorite food things that you got to eat there? Mac and cheese! Aside from the mac and cheese, I know the food is the best thing there. <laughs> he is a simple man. <laughs> I think this conversation only ends one way. Mac and cheese, With Wally saying mac and cheese. <laughs> Good cheese, baby. Did you get to eat anything else though that like stood out to you or not? 
Uh, no, I did. I'm just trying to think. What did I eat exactly? Um, we had some dessert at France. I had a creme brulee myself for my birthday. Was it was it good? The creme brulee. The yeah, creme, I actually enjoyed it. That was really good. I think that was probably my first time that I had creme brulee. Um, oh, what did we have in Italy? I know we got something in Italy, but I don't know what. Wait, was it a pasta? Was it good pasta? Was it pasta? I don't remember. That's the issue. They were that drunk, guys. <laughs> no, we weren't, we weren't drunk. I, uh, I'm not going to lie, Corey. I was already buzzed by the time we got to Italy. I was trying to, I'm trying to get drunk, so I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Okay, well, I'm a lightweight, so. You and me both. I remember I went once for that food and wine festival. I had mimosa. I was okay. Then I had plum wine. I was like, ooh, okay, I'm a little swimming. And then I had Guinness. Oh, my God, that was such a bad mistake. <laughs> Guinness will get you. Also, this is why I'm a Canada starter. Because I do not want to start off with tequila. Or honey. Margaritas. Or margaritas are dangerous. Margaritas. That's dangerous. They taste good, and then you don't realize all the freaking alcohol you're drinking. <laughs> it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's tasty. You, you have to admit that it's tasty. <laughs> I can't believe they don't have a Russian booth for the vodka. The vodka, you know? Oh, vodka! Vodka! <laughs> but, like, actually, um, speaking of, again, of uh, food and wine festival i remember i don't know if they have had it anymore but they had once a new zealand booth oh, that had these good. lamb slides oh those Baby, were good those were... <laughs> like, blew my mind holy crap that was so good uh bon daddy what's your favorite what's your favorite treats around the world when it comes to epcot you guys are gonna think me sad I, it can't I would... be, is it mac and cheese? No, no, no. You guys think we sad because we don't actually stop for treats around the world. We'll just stop at one location and then call it a fucking day. The most I remember is I think Morocco, but I would always get like chicken nuggies or something because I'm a child. And if not, I remember Mexico and, you know, just standard tacos. We, we got to take her back to Epcot, guys. <laughs> yeah, That's all, why I, I say I feel if I go with you Spot. guys, I will be educated. Squad got to go on an Epcot trip. Mm-hmm. And I would Me never too. go during, and I wasn't 21 when food and wine was happening. So obviously, I can't enjoy any of the drinks. The first we time I went to food and to wine, go. I wasn't 21 either. But my parents were like, Same. Just, just, just try some, just try some. Come on. <laughs> it's like, That's fair, but though. it was, it was kind of bad because on that time I was on antibiotics and. <laughs> oh, that don't, that don't mix, girl. <laughs> God, I, I almost fell asleep in the middle of like walking <laughs> oh my goodness girl all right so i was above the age of 18 at least okay, just... let's talk about let's talk about someone that uh, at bare minimum i know that smile and eva know him very well my favorite little boyo and he is epcot's actual mascot we're talking about the figment of your imagination, which is a purple little dragon named Figment. And uh, the reason I want to talk about him is because he tends to feel like a character that for most people out there that enjoy Disney on a casual level, they don't really know much about him and they don't get to appreciate him. But then there's the other side of this, the 
the hardcore nerds where we know who our buddy Figment is. And we just, we adore him and his ride. So, Except for where he sprays me in skunk spray. That's kind of fucking rude. <laughs> that is grody. My, but... <laughs> my ex uh, really hated Figment. Found him oh, to be is... hella annoying. Ugh. That's why they're annoying. <laughs> Have I met Figment or no? Uh, the purple dragon? No, I don't know. I'm saying, like, have I met him or no? No, not really. <laughs> who's this? Who's this Figment? <laughs> so, He's back the- in the day, back in my day, before you guys had your skunk experience, uh, Figment used to be, uh, literally, that's why he was called that. He's the Figment of our imagination. And he was the friend of a man called the Dreamfinder. And the Dreamfinder was this guy. Hell yeah. The Dreamfinder was this man who basically collected ideas that were born from people's minds. It was a way that we can all collectively share our imagination with one another. And he and Figment would take you on this like fantastical little ride where you would dive into another world almost. And that, unfortunately, like I said, and like uh, Eve said, ripped to the Dreamfinder because eventually disney let go of it and i guess they because the ride was located in future world they decided to take a more scientific approach to the ride and where we kind of study the five senses Mm -hmm. or and have imagination count as one of those senses and that's why smile and eve are talking about that horrible skunk smelling Fiasco. I hate that part okay but that's not why i said rip the dream fighter animatronic it's because someone you say? stole that thing. Did someone really steal the Dreamfinder? <laughs> yeah, this thing still can't find it. It's funny as hell. Oh my god. Why would you do such a thing? You're a terrible person, whoever you were. It's rude. <laughs> I had no idea about that, actually. <laughs> but uh, going back to the skunk smell, because I hate... Let me just say this. If you are going to Epcot and you decide to go on this imagination ride, don't wear your best shirt to the park <laughs> that day. I, have a sh- I had a shirt that, I kid you not, six years later, it still stank. No matter how many times I washed it of that stupid skunk smell, inevitably I had to just throw it out. I couldn't take it anymore. So, yeah. Don't wear your favorite shirt going on that ride. Save a shirt. <laughs> take your shittiest shirt. The shirt you know you're never going to see again and use again. That, that you take on that ride. And then you throw it away. <laughs> they should just have like a because... spot where like, here's some random like shirts you can just wear. Here you go. Have Honestly, fun. or like, yeah. I would, I would prefer if they did that. <laughs> But yeah, um, so now let's go on to the next part of the seven attractions in general, because guess what? Epcot's coming out with not one, no, no, but two attractions in the future. And one that is coming very soon is the one that Eve was talking about earlier, where she feels Wally will get very excited. And I'm going to let Eve take over for that. So um, remember there was a giant Remy bush when we went to uh, Epcot 
Wally? Yeah, yeah. But we were trying to try to find Remy. We looked at that one. Like, does that one count? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in France. Yeah. Well, right by that bush, there is going to be a Ratatouille themed ride. Oh hell yeah! That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's gonna become your next favorite ride. What uh? What is so it gonna this, be about? This ride comes from Disneyland Paris, actually, and a Smile has actually been on that ride. I have. And it's where you will be shrunk down to the size of a rat, and you ride in a big old rat car, and you kind of like just go through the restaurant as a rat. Oh, so it's like Harry Potter. Uh, kind of. of. It's essentially that you're riding on the back of a rat through Chef Gusto's kitchen. And it, it, like, in terms of how the ride feels, it's very similar in feel to the Spider-Man ride in Universal. Island yeah. Adventure. Yes. It's very similar in feel to that, especially because in the Disneyland Paris one, there is a scene where you look up and somebody turns on the the stove and these flames shoot up on top of you and you're like oh yeah i can't wait to die in here (laughs) i can't wait for something tragic to happen upon this ride and end up in the halloween episode (laughs) apparently it's uh apparently it's opening october 1st for the 50th anniversary of episode Ooh. Nice. But so it is honestly, right around the corner. October first, not October twenty. It is something I'm very excited for. Yeah, you did. Because okay. because in Paris, when you're riding on the little rat, it scampers back and forth, so the little ride shakes a little bit as if it was a rat running. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, cute. I'm like, I'm, I'm oh, to be a running rat. To be a running rat. To be a rat. Rat. Um, and then the next ride, which I'm super excited about, it is a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Ready? It's called Cosmic Rewind. And it's a roller coaster where the car actually like rotates and turns as it goes along the track. I'm ready for that. That's obviously, it's still in production. It's going to be quite some time before we get it. But. It is another ride to be looking forward to for the Epcot park, which ready. I want I, I want to ride. I showed Smile uh, it's a video. Very of it. good. <laughs> it's looking so, very good. I I can't wait to see what the premise of the story is about. Like, are we gonna? I'm sure like they've talked about it before, but I haven't put too much interest in it because I don't want to get super hyped over it because it's still so far away. (laughs) But Cosmic Rewind and the Ratatouille ride are some things that will definitely be coming. It's an Omnicoaster. An Omnicoaster, that's what it's called. Thank you, Eve. And another thing that we can look forward to in the far future for Epcot's anniversary will be the Space 220 restaurant. I don't remember when it's going to open, but it's basically this cool idea where you go into a restaurant and you look down and you can see the Earth. It's almost like as if you were eating somewhere in space, like on a space station, which I thought was pretty neat. And uh, we will be getting a Moana area where it'll be like sort of interactive with water. So now with the pandemic, I don't know if they're going to continue with that plan, to be honest. 
And they're also going to have a huge arcade area that was supposed to be Wreck-It Ralph themed. Uh, and again, not really sure if that's going to stand with everything. I think it would. I, think I better it would. be able to hang out with Satine. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Why would they put Satan at Disney? <laughs> it's Wonder Satine, why. Actually. <laughs> And then we already uh, have what's his face. Why can't we have Satan? Because <laughs> his name's about? not Satan. It's Satine. <laughs> Why can't we have Satine? Wait, who? What's his face? Thanks, um, Satan. It's actually Satine. But yeah, oh. those are for the for the people out there who are Mary Poppins fans, which is probably just me. There be there will be a Mary Poppins. Uh, attraction that will also be opening in the UK pavilion, and I'm kind of. Ready. Oh, we're gonna fly around on here. So yeah, they're giving up a major face. They're giving yeah. they're giving it some new life into it. I think the Hopefully Guardians of Galaxy one it. is gonna be pretty interesting. I'm glad they didn't do. I, I'm glad they didn't change. Um, are they planning to change Tower of Terror? No, I think like we're in, keeping our Tower of Terror as is. No, we're keeping ours. Another park lost theirs. It's yeah. not that they lost it. It's that they changed it because it's the Disneyland one. It's now a Guardians of the Galaxy-themed ride because it's right next to the new land that is opening up soon, the Avengers Complex. That hurts my heart. I know. But it's okay. We get to keep our Hollywood Tower Hotel. We're fine. <laughs> Good. Finally, somewhere I can take photos while everyone else screams around me. <laughs> I can sit in the gift shop and wait for you guys to come on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll Actually, all go on rock and roller coaster. <laughs> wait, I think I think it would be Smile, uh, Wally, and I in the gift shop. Or Pork, are you gonna be in the gift shop as well? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with Bone Daddy. We're gonna be posing like idiots. <laughs> Stuff, I know how to take photos like a <laughs> like I'm a, like a little Victorian kid taking a photo f- with the family. I turned I turned to Eve. Yo, hold my earrings. Hold my <laughs> hold my baby. <laughs> no, but yeah, like it, it's Tower a drop Jared, ride, a, by the way. It's a drop uh, ride, Wally. and it's a ride uh, we will be discussing <clears throat> in in our the- in our next episode where we tackle both the Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Because there's, there's still a lot of Disney to cover. Who would have thought? Somebody died on Disney Tower Terror. Got to so check much. that. I think there has probably been, so you better do your research for that too. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bone Daddy's just like, hmm, who died where? Who died where? Who died where? <laughs> oh yeah, but just yeah. typed you. That is our episode on Epcot. The experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Five people died on Tower Terror like last year. (laughs) I will give you that last one for free. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a freebie on that one. Well, um, as as per usual, we do not speak for the brand or the company. These are just our opinions. We are just a bunch of Disney adults chatting. So like, we are just a bunch of Floridians that live too close to Disney for our own good. 
disclaimer yeah. we, we our our podcast is not sponsored by the Walt Disney Company oh hell no <laughs> Uh, nor do nor does it reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> no, no, no. We do not speak for them. Okay, I'm the Lorax. I speak for the trees. <laughs> Why do they speak? Uh, no, I'm not going to continue that joke. You speak so, for the trees. Why are the trees talking about Disney? <laughs> They're Disney trees. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us today on Pork Talks Disney, and we will all be seeing you real soon. Why? Because we like you. Bye. 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 Laters. Well, that's all the time we have for now. Thanks for joining the Disnerds and I here at Pork Talks Disney. If you enjoyed your time here with us. Please bippity bop that follow button so you're notified when a new episode is up. And don't forget to share with the Disnerds in your life. So I'll see you real soon. Why? Because I like you. Mm-hmm.